Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm and Hey, Andrew. Hi, Edwin. It's Thursday, and we're continuing in Psalm 49. All this talk about wisdom and money. You ready to keep it up? Yes, I am. Psalm 49 from the NIV. For the director of music of the sons of Korah, a psalm. Hear this, all you peoples. Listen, all who live in this world, both low and high, rich and poor alike. My mouth will speak words of wisdom. The utterance from my heart will give understanding. I will turn my ear to a proverb. With the harp, I will expound my riddle. Why should I fear when evil days come, when wicked deceivers surround me? those who trust in their wealth and boast of their great riches. No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough that he should live on forever and not see decay. For all can see that wise men die. The foolish and the senseless alike perish and leave their wealth to others. Their tombs will remain their houses forever. Their dwellings for endless generations, though they had named lands after themselves. But man, despite his riches, does not endure. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the fate of those who trust in themselves and of their followers who approve their sayings. Like sheep, they are destined for the grave, and death will feed on them. The upright will rule over them in the morning. Their forms will decay in the grave, far from their princely mansions. But God will redeem my life from the grave. He will surely take me to himself. Do not be overawed when a man grows rich, when the splendor of his house increases. For he will take nothing with him when he dies. His splendor will not descend with him. Though while he lived, he counted himself blessed, and men praise you when you prosper. He will join the generation of his fathers, who will never see the light of life. A man who has riches without understanding is like the beasts that perish. One of the things we haven't talked about this week that I just want to throw in here at the beginning is that this is a psalm that really does have a very apparent structure. Okay. Sometimes we get into the psalms and you can tell, oh, look, here's yeah. here's, here's stanzas, right. if you right, will. Right. And with this one, what we have is a very apparent introduction, which we mm-hmm. talked about that on Monday. Yeah, we did. As we were talking about the wisdom and the understanding. So verses 1 through 4 is this kickoff introduction um, of of the wisdom and understanding that's going to come in the rest of the psalm. And then we have two sections that end, the first one in verse 12, and of course the second one in verse 20, with this repeated statement, man in his pomp will not remain. He is like the beast that perish. Like beast and then perish. verse 20 changes it just a little bit, but man in his pomp, yet without understanding, is like the beasts that perish. That's a hard word to say into a microphone, pump. Yeah, it Pump is. and circumstance. But anyway, you see the repeated refrain there. Absolutely. So, so what we've got is, here's this introduction, and then these two stanzas ending with this same point, that you can you may be walking in pomp and circumstance, but where you're heading is to a grave. Mm-hmm. You're not you're not heading up to a stage to receive a diploma. You're not you're not heading into great glory because of how much money you had. You're walking in all of your pomp. Yeah. To the grave. Yeah. And so what a what a awesome juxtaposition and contrast. How how 
odd and silly it would look to get all dressed up and to to be, you know, to have the the singers and the dancers and the people just fawning all over you as you walk into the tomb and we close the tomb behind you and there you are. There you are. It's just it's it's this it's this picture. And yet, he says that's what's happening when our lives are focused on money, when our trust is put in money. So really, this psalm is about having a proper perspective with your riches, that they can't save you. They can't save any man. You're not going to have enough for those things. Um, they can't save you from decay or from death. So, you know, so, so what do we have them for? I don't know that this is that necessarily is contemplated in this psalm. It is in other places in the scripture. But this is just, hey, get your head right. If you have money, uh, you know, understand it correctly. Be wise. The The interesting thing is there at the beginning of the psalm proper, and by that I mean after the introduction you know, it like says, I'm going to tell you a bunch of wisdom. In verse 5, why should I fear in times of trouble when the iniquity of those who cheat me surround me, those who trust in their wealth and boast of the abundance of their riches? I do think we okay. need to recognize a little bit of a distinction. It's not saying that just anybody who has any amount of wealth is automatically a sinful, awful person. Yeah. In fact, we we might have someone who trusts in their money who does not have a lot of it. Mm. Yeah. This is actually not about amounts. Mm -hmm. It's about value. Okay. It's not about how much I have. It's about what I think about it and and how how I relate to it in my life. If it's a servant to be used to glorify God, Mm -hmm. then. God might bless me with a lot of it. Abraham was a very wealthy man. Absolutely. Job was a Absolutely. very wealthy man. David and Solomon, very wealthy men. Uh, Solomon, of course, his wealth got uh, the better of him as he started looking around and, and intermarrying with the foreign wives. And, yeah. you know, he started trusting more and more in those earthly things. That's the problem. But at the same time, you might not have much, but trust in money. To, to be what's going to protect right. you, to be what's going to preserve you, that, boy, if I just had more money, everything would be okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think that's really important for us to recognize. And it, and it really gets down to a question that I think Jesus asks mm-hmm. and that Jesus presents to us. And and it's the, you know, we've, we've actually kind of had a juxtaposition of contrasts the last couple of weeks. Who's the master, God or money? Who's your shepherd, Jesus or death? Now the question is, where's your heart? Where is your treasure? Is your treasure on earth or is it in heaven? Heaven. And while this psalm doesn't bring that contrast out as starkly as Jesus does, it's laying the groundwork for that because it's pointing out that if your treasure is here in this life, if, if your hope is in the treasures of this life, then the only thing that is for you is the grave, is Sheol, is is the realm of the dead, which leaves that implication, and actually I think a little bit more than an implication, that if your trust is God, there's something else after. Yeah, you've got life with that. I, I appreciate that so much, and it's very insightful. So many of these themes come up in Paul's letter to the minister Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6, mm. both instructing Timothy himself, but also... How Timothy is supposed to relate to the brethren, teach and preach the word to the brethren, and even brethren who are wealthy by this world's standards. And what's interesting about that is is here's people and Christians, and we're saying, we're committing, Jesus is going to be my shepherd. I want God. I want his life. I want his way. And yet here I do have these material blessings. 
So one of the things that we've been seeing in Psalm 49 is this warning, don't let the gold become your God. And in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse number 6, Now godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Well, I mean, that that's said exactly in Psalm 49. Yes. That none of these rich people are going to take it in these lands or wealth with them at all. None of it descends with them, it said in Psalm 49. Verse 8 of 1 Timothy 6, And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Well, that's what you were talking about a minute ago, Edwin, talking about this love of money, talking about a trust in money. Yeah, not money itself. Correct. But the love and the trust and the hoping in. And the hoping in. Yeah. And uh, you know, this wisdom in Psalm 49 will, I think, help us. I, I, I weigh this out with that the heart is deceitful above all things, and so I need to be careful that I don't explain away greed, but I, I'm, I'm honest in my heart with how my dealing and stewarding with the possessions God gave me. Which kind of leads me then to a little later in the chapter, in verse 17, of course, we don't want to love money. We don't want that to be, uh, you know, consumer heart. And yet we have it. We have blessings, uh, monetary blessings. Verse 17 said this, command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, nor to trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Again, Psalm 49 was talking about trust God, and ultimately God is what remains. Verse 18, let them do good that they may be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share, storing up for themselves a good foundation for the time to come that they may lay hold on eternal life. Storing up that good foundation And I think that's what you were talking about a moment ago when the Lord talks about laying up or storing up for ourselves treasures in heaven, quite practically doing good with our money, doing good works with the money, giving the money, sharing the money. These are all ways in which there is an economy of storing up treasures in heaven. So let me share a contrast of pictures that are in my mind as I consider the psalm and some of the New Testament teaching. There's the one picture that says, what I'm going to do is I'm going to store up as much of this money here on earth as I can. Mm-hmm. And hopefully then when I die, I can take that with me and pay my way in. <laughs> Which, of course, these, this psalm and all the New Testament yeah, says it doesn't work like that. No, I, it, it doesn't. And, and even when you say that aloud... I think people are like, yeah, no, I don't. That's not going to work probably. Yeah, it doesn't work. You don't get to take it but with again, you. But again, the heart's so deceitful because we probably practically operate on a level that says, oh, yeah, yeah, my hearse will have the U-Haul on the, on the back of it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so here's here's what Jesus says, Matthew six nineteen. Don't lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. What you value, what you treasure is where your heart is going to be fixated. We need our heart and our mind to be on things above, not on things below. You know, even as you read that, it hit me. When we were talking about you have two masters, and that's just a fact. That's the way that is. This is the same kind of structure 
your heart's there where your treasure is. That's yeah. just the way that is. That's right. You can't have two masters, and whatever you value, that's what your heart's going to be focused yeah. on. You can't yeah. you can't say this is my treasure, but I actually value that thing over there. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good good point. In Luke chapter twelve, mm-hmm. in some parallel teaching, here's what Jesus says: Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions, give to the needy, provide yourselves with money bags that do not grow old, with a treasure in the heavens that does not fail where no thief approaches and no moth destroys, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. He tells us how we can lay up treasure in heaven. And it's by using what we have here to share with others, to, to share with those that don't have the extra, that don't have the blessings that we have. And so here's this other picture. In Luke chapter 16, Jesus tells the story of this dishonest steward, Mm-hmm. who does some dishonest things, mm-hmm. but because of the dishonest things, he ends up preparing a place for him after his stewardship is dismissed. You mean and by Je- his dishonest things, he has like another job, another place to go? Well, he, what he did was he cut some of the debts of the people who right. owed his master. And I think because of his stewardship, he was allowed to do that, but he used his stewardship to prepare for himself after his stewardship was ended. And here's Jesus' final statement about that. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth, so that when it fails, they may receive you into the eternal dwellings. Here's So our, our one picture, the one that we know doesn't work, is I'm going to store up as much as I can so that when I stand before God in judgment, I'm going to hand him a bag of gold and say, let me in. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. That's not going to work. Yeah. I can't take it with me right. to get me into heaven. Right. But what this says is, if I use it in a way that shares with others, mm-hmm. that provides for others, and especially, especially if it, I'm using it to help others get into the kingdom of heaven, to go to heaven, then after I die, I won't have any money with me, but those people mm. have gone on and they're there to welcome me into the eternal dwellings. I can't take my money with me to get me into heaven, but I can use it here to help me be in heaven. Mm. And that's that's the storing up riches yeah. in heaven is is how I spend it not now, not how I save it and what's in my will, right. but how I spend it now. Yeah, to help me be in heaven. Help. That's great stuff, man. That was that was worth the cost of admission right there. Well, thank you. Yeah. Well, we're so glad that you joined us for Text Talk today. It's been a great conversation. Um, um, yeah, that's good stuff. <laughs> Hope that you have a great day. Hope it bless you. If you've been encouraged by what you've been hearing, uh, send us a note and let us know. Our email is texttalk at christiansmeethere.org, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. Edwin, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God, you have blessed us so greatly. First of all, Lord, help us to always be thankful to remember that you are the source of our blessings, that we don't have these blessings because of our own selves and our own wisdom, but because of you. And therefore, let us use these things that are actually yours to bring glory to you, to serve your people, to help others be in your kingdom, and to provide for those around us who, who, are, who don't have as much. And help us, Lord, to store up treasures in heaven, not on this earth. We love you, Lord God. Thank you for sending your treasure your son into the world so that we might bring glory and honor to you and be with you forever. It's through him that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. 
You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. For the director of music of the Sons of Korah, a psalm. <laughs> See, I'm, I, I, you gave me the cue. I did give you the cue. Okay, let's try that again. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Good grief. Two days in a row. Three days in a row. I just absolutely love how shocked you are that it was a good conversation. <laughs> I wasn't shocked. It just, just caught me off guard. <laughs>